Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast for Hobby Addicts, episode 249. I'm your host Mitsugi in the frozen land of Denver, where the ground is tundra and bunny rabbits scurry as you walk your dog. And I am joined by fantastic Caroline, who's in Hello. Lower, lower state New York, probably not as cold <laughs> where, I, as where I am. No, it's not, although it is.、Um I do feel a little bit bad now because I've started to roast almost every single person in the general chat of our Discord for our arguments over where does upstate New York start and downstate New York start. I'm sorry, but it's just a really big, important thing for me. <laughs> Draw a line for them. Just settle it. I did. I drew them a diagram.、Wow. <laughs> I, I directed them to it. This is my hill to die on, and that hill happens to be in lower state New York. I will definitely die on this hill. Even if Enzo jumps in every now and then and tries to、uh, tell me that I'm wrong. And that voice you're hearing is Mason. Mason, how are you? I'm doing all right. You know, it's not a competition for who is the most chilly, who lives in the coldest abode,、um, but you are winning at the moment, Mitz, which means you're the biggest loser. Yeah, well, Denver hasn't really been a cold place, I would say, for the most part since I've been here, but. I would say today was the coldest day of my life, probably. Did you actually like, go out and do something? Well, I went out and started the car for my girlfriend. She had to go to work.、Um, so I did that. I walked my dog and let her go to the bathroom. So I did that. And I drove to the gym and did that. So, oh, and I carried groceries. Oh, I hate carrying groceries when it's super cold outside. Yeah, I mean, it. All right, so people that are wondering, it was minus eight today. The windshield was like minus 22. Thank God there's almost no wind, but I've just never felt anything that cold before. It's like it's cold enough that if you just stand out there, I think you'll, you'll get frostbite on your face within probably half an hour.、Um, like, my fa- like just walking the dog, like my face hurt. It was so cold. So, and it wasn't even windy. Crazy stuff. But now, this is, at this time of year, I really do resent like. Bank thieves for wearing face masks because now, if you ever wear a face mask, they'll, people will think you're really shady and start to steal something. But they were super helpful when it's super cold. It's、oh、nice、God. and warming. It keeps your teeth from just like <laughs> becoming、yeah. icicles. And your ears. I remember being like a little kid at the bus stop. My mom bought face masks for me and my sister. <laughs> just imagine two, like a 10 and an 8 year old wearing a face mask at your kid's bus stop. So we call those balaclavas. Really? Yep. That's the real name for it. You like the ski masks?、Uh, yeah, one, I get、uh, <laughs> yeah, the ones I, I used to call them baklavas because I didn't know.、Oh. I thought it was close enough to like the Middle Eastern dessert.、Oh, yes. <laughs> no, that's a very disappointing comparison. Yeah, it's very good. Baklava is actually quite good. It, it really is. is. It is super good.、Uh, that's because everyone loves honey. Anyway, guys, welcome to Hobby Addicts. I, th- I think almost everybody loves honey, and it's very good for you. Um, today, lots of TV show stuff. I w- watched an unbelievably interesting documentary called Crime Scene The Vanishing at Hotel Cecil, which is on、uh, Netflix. Strongly recommend, recommend that, and I'll get into it. 
Mason uh, watched Watchmen, which I thought was a movie. Maybe it's a TV show as well. And Meditation, which I think these are both TV. These are both TV related, so we'll get to those. And um, we'll have to see what what Caroline's got going on as well. But um, I will jump into crime scene at Hotel Cecil, and I want you guys to jump in where you're interested because this is this was one of the more interesting things I've seen in a while. Has a very bad score on IMDb, which I'm shocked. I thought it was going to have like an 8.8, but you know who, who really fucking cares what IMDb thinks? That's uh, a very specific score <laughs> for you to think that it's going to have. I, I was just so engrossed in it that I thought for sure, like, oh, this has got to be like really new and exciting and people must be loving this. And in reality, the score is not very good. So I, I'm not sure why that is. But um, it, it may be because it paints Los Angeles in a very bad light. Um, there is an area of Los Angeles, and I'm not going to give really, I'm going to try not to give any spoilers because there's some like twists in this. It's a, it's a true crime story. So. And as you and if for people that watch true watch or listen to true crime stuff, there's always like maybe a twist in the case that kind of turn like people go, oh fuck, no way, you know. Like I'm not gonna give any of those spoilers, but it does reveal. It is about a girl named Elisa Lamb who vanishes after traveling from her home in Canada to to Los Angeles for vacation, and she travels to this area of Los Angeles that is not that is referred to in the documentary as Skid Row. Um, I believe many cities have a skid row, but the one in Los Angeles is described as one of the most dangerous and the and one of the poorest areas of the of the entire world. Um, it's a 56 block area of downtown of I think what's in downtown Los Angeles that is home to like over 10,000 homeless people and um, has like hundreds of murders a year. Um, in fact, this hotel, Hotel Cecil, has over 700 rooms, and they said a, a person has died in nearly every room in the hotel. Um, to give you an idea of what a fucking terrible area this is, my first thought was, who goes on vacation to a place like this? I guess it's like I guess the hotel is cheap. It's like one of the, it's like 85 bucks a night, which is super cheap for LA, and it's near a train station. So I think it kind of attracts people because um, of its location and its price, but the, but the location itself, while next to a train station, is in an area that, to me, based on the videos, is so dangerous looking that I would never walk the streets of this by myself or even with a group. Um, there are, like, cops telling stories about it. Like, one cop said that he, one of the most chilling things he ever saw was he turned just in time to see a homeless man turn around and bite the head off of a pigeon and just blood just erupts all over him. Like, and and just, yeah, just crazy shit. Just unbelievably crazy things. Um, and my thought was like, I'm amazed that this hotel is allowed to operate because it's, it's had so many murders occur in it and it's been home to so many serial killers. Um, there's a serial killer called the night stalker that is so prolific that he has his own documentary on Netflix as well. And he's literally in this documentary because he was a resident at the hotel for many years. Um, and my thought was, how is this hotel able to operate where like unsuspecting people can go and stay here and literally be putting themselves in grave danger, not only from the, from the people that live in the hotel, but also um, just the surrounding area of the city. But, you know, I don't know, laws or whatever, I guess it's, you know, allowed. Um, it's The hotel was so dangerous that they actually created a second entrance to the hotel and called, like, Stay, Stay on Main or something. 
And the hotel stay on Main actually only operates on like the second and third floor of the Hotel Cecil and doesn't put people on any other floor because they're trying to like have areas of the hotel that are safer and I can where they can charge higher rates. But the problem is that while this Elisa Lamb girl, I guess, stayed in on one of those floors, the all the elevators are shared. So you could be like on an elevator going down or something or going up and you're riding the elevator with someone that could be like, um, you know, and as yet to have been discovered like serial killer or something. So it's really about this girl and um, like what happened to her. And there's all this really crazy, creepy things that happen. Like there's a, if you go online and I encourage actually both of you to do it right now, there's a video um, that's been viral for years called just type of Lisa E L I S A L A M video. There's a video of her in a, in an elevator and they spent probably 40 minutes on this video in the documentary because the video blew up online. It's got it's got millions of views, um, and it's just her her behavior in the in the elevator is so bizarre that it's it's a perplexing thing to people like to understand exactly what's happening. And then like while she's standing in this elevator and then doing weird things like in front of it, the elevator door never closes and it never moves like up or down. Um, as if the elevator was broken. And then the minute that she like walks away, um, you know, the elevator starts moving again. It's almost like it's haunted or something. Some, something strange is happening. Um, but like the documentary. It's what she gets for hitting all the buttons. Document- <laughs> well, but it should move. It should move if she hits all the, all the buttons, right? No, um, she pissed off the elevator gods. So it's if you watch that whole video, she does some really bizarre things uh, towards like, you know, the middle slash end of the video. And... Um, I've only watched about uh, two, about two, almost three full episodes of the four episode series. But uh, if you're a true crime nut, like like my girlfriend is big time into big into true, into true crime, she was like, "Oh my god, I know this story, and we must watch this." And it, she was right; it's really freaking awesome, crazy. Like it's it's not awesome that someone's you know killed or whatever, but it's just like the the circumstances of the of, of these things are so mysterious that. It really makes you. It really makes your brain itch. Like you're really like unsure. You're trying to figure it out on your own. And they're talking to all these people that that um, like have dedicated years of their lives from like their couches, their couches, basically like researching things on the internet, trying to solve the crime from like their living room, you know. And uh, I love internet sleuths. Yeah, internet sleuths. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of interviews with people with those two sorts of people. There's interviews with like. Um, like ex-homeless people that used to live in the, on Skid Row or live in the hotel, and they have photos of like some of the inside of the ho- hotel rooms um, that like are just unbelievably like just almost almost like horror movie shit. Like it's, it's images that you'd see on like top ten creepiest images from history. Like one of those ads that you click on and then you have to click through like fifteen pages to get all the all the pictures. Like slideshow, baby. Got to yeah, get all exactly. those different page ad revenue going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pictures like that. Like I'm sure pictures from those things have come from this hotel. Um, and it's just wild. And um, I want to give you guys time to ask questions if you want to. But there's a um, there was a moment in the documentary where I just thought to myself, this has got to be one of the most horrible th- jobs. Of anybody in the entire world like they literally had a team of people that um ended up searching every room in the hotel and i'm just like considering the buildup of what they've described this hotel as which is almost like one of the like al- almost like um 
like a horror movie, like a demilitarized zone, like a just a place where you would just get your throat slashed, like in the hallway, you know, or someone would stab you with like a, a needle full of drugs or something. To have to search every room of the hotel, it just the types of people you'd run into and the types of things that you must see are I just couldn't even imagine. Like it's it's a job that I would not do. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. So um, just completely wild, and I'm actually. Really wish that they would make a documentary about Skid Row because I'm really interested to hear more about. The, I think that area of the city sounds really interesting. Um, it's really like not a very happy story, but it's just unbelievable that places like this exist in the United States, um, and how like the city of Los Angeles has worked to basically corral those people into that area of the city and won't let them leave. Um, and I don't know. I guess they don't want the rest of the city exposed to that element or something. But it's just. A fucking unbelievable thing that this hotel exists, that this crime happened, that this whole area of the city... 56 blocks is a lot. That's a big area. You know, that's like, what, a, a couple square miles probably. And, um, you know, it's just wild. So if you guys are into true crime, I, I absolutely recommend you watch this because every, uh, every aspect of it was super interesting to me. So, so I saw it pop up on like, oh, new on Netflix, top 10 in the USA, whatever, a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of kind of big into true crime, but I don't like seek it out. And I wasn't sure if it was like a documentary or like a dramatic reenactment or quite what it was. It's very much a documentary. It's 100. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, Actually, and I it's coincidentally I saw something on like my, my friend on on Instagram talking about it being like the most scariest thing that they've ever seen. So I was actually planning on watching this anyway. So maybe next week I'll. Uh, I'll give my thoughts on it too. Yeah, I'd like to hear your thoughts. And um, I think we're going to finish it tonight. I went and got some sushi and some gyoza. So maybe like just. How long a, is it? It's about four hours total. It's, mm. not, it's like four one hour episodes. It's four episodes and they all seem to be like around 50 minutes or so. Sounds like it would be good. Yeah, I wish it was longer, but. um. I'm kind of puzzled by the score online, though. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. It's I thought it was so good that it's one of the most interesting things I've seen in a long time. So, but I don't know. I just don't know. But, yeah, let me know what you guys think of it. Um, feel bad for Elisa Lamb. You know, she didn't really, I don't know, didn't meet with a good end, I guess. Anyway, but hopefully I didn't give any spoilers there. Mason, you've been watching some things. I have, and I went to Netflix, and I saw the crime scene, the vanishing at Hotel Cecil, and I was like, oh, that seems all right. So I looked it up online, and it had a lot of bad reviews and bad scores, so I said, eh, I don't think I want to watch that. So I watched, uh, well, I watched some of, I haven't finished it, I hate talking about things I haven't completed, but uh, I wanted to talk about Watchmen, which I have been watching uh, as of a couple days ago. So this is... The 2019 HBO series. This is based on the like classic uh, comic book from the 80s. There was a 2009 movie on it, which um, the director's cut is like three and a half hours long, and it's probably my favorite superhero movie. I am wow. not a big superhero guy. The Marvel stuff, the DC stuff just isn't my cup of tea, but I really enjoy the Watchmen universe and franchise, and I've just never gotten around to watching this show. Have you guys seen the movie or the comic book? Nope. <laughs> I've, I've seen the Watchmen movie like when it came okay. out in the, when it came out in theaters years ago. 
I think it's the same movie. Is this the one with the guy, the big, the guy who's big and he has, and he's naked? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. What's up with me? I'm watching lots of just shows with dudes <laughs> are just swinging, swinging their junk oh all the way boy. around. <laughs> and uh, it is Valentine's it Day. It is Valentine's Day. So if you got a a crush on a big blue boy. <laughs> Okay, so there's more to the movie <laughs> and show we- with a big blue wiener than I'm a sorry. magnum dong. But <laughs> I can't help it. Oh. Uh, nonetheless, I really do uh, love this franchise, and um, this is a nine episode series. It's like a mini series. Each episode's about an hour long. It aired from October of 2019 to December of 2019, and it is a concluded piece of work. And I've watched about half of it so far, and it is really darn good and i i even <laughs> accidentally got my mom into watching it because she just walked by and she's like oh what are you watching and kind of just rolled with it despite also not being into any sort of violence or superhero stuff but she was kind of digging it so far but essentially um i think you could understand it if you haven't seen the movie Watchmen, but it would definitely uh behoove you to do so because there's a lot of references but this takes place 34 years after the main series and essentially all the heroes that we know at the time are kind of cultural icons they've shaped society and culture and kind of we're now living in the the wake of the decisions they made in the film and it takes place in Tulsa Oklahoma and boy it is so poignant to watch in modern age because Obviously, the, the show is not that old, but um, definitely talks a lot about uh, police brutality, about culture wars. Just it's very relevant today as much as it was two years ago when it came out. So I don't want to dig into it too deeply because obviously I haven't finished it and I don't want to give spoilers. But um, production values, uh, fight choreography, soundtrack, just general vibe aesthetics of the show is right up my alley. If you love the movie absolutely check this out and i think it's doing a lot of the ideas and themes justice while remaining its own piece of work it's not just like a blatant ripoff it's not you know something that they're trying to move into some giant like marvel cinematic universe like no this is its own standalone thing and i'm really enjoying it so far so uh strongly recommend out of the three four episodes out of the nine i've seen so i don't know it's pretty darn good what is the deal with Doctor Manhattan? Because I don't. He's understand. got a blue wing. No, I know, I know that. But like, what is he? Like, I don't understand him. Is he a god? So is he? Is he human? He, like, it's it's hard to say because this is a superhero series. It is a you know a superhero movie, but there's really only one superhero in it. Everyone else is just pretenders. Everyone else is just people who wear capes and masks and run around and bop people on the head like they don't really have superpowers the only super is it like one punch man um <laughs> like how one like he's basically yes a superhero but everyone else is kind of like hi i have everyone a bat. else i'm a superhero <laughs> everyone in watchman is moomin rider and dr manhattan <laughs> is oh. is saitama that's oh. kind of what it is everyone <laughs> else just has guts and they go in and it's very raw and gritty and about you know what humans can influence on society and class warfare and big, you know, national security and the Cold War and all this stuff is brewing around and vigilantes, they're not really superheroes, they're kind of dis disallowed. They're not 
allowed to be quote unquote superheroes. But Dr. Manhattan is actually genetically modified accidentally through quantum particles. Who knows? He becomes blue. He actually has powers to teleport and clone himself and read minds and see the future and fuck off to Mars when he hates humankind. Like that's kind of Dr. Manhattan's MO and uh, he's just chilling on Mars throughout the show so far. So people can give him phone calls, I guess, but we'll get to that another day. But I'm, seems, I'm sure he just seems like a lot more powerful than most superheroes. Like, I don't know. I don't know a lot about a lot of superheroes. I know the basic ones, but it just seems a lot more powerful than most superheroes. Like there's no comparison between like let's say, you know, um, like a like a storm from X Men and this mm-hmm. guy and this guy. He's like oh he he's on another shop. he's on another fucking level. And I'm like, is he a god? Like, are you a god? You know, <laughs> Do you believe really, in God? I don't know. I just don't know what he. I just don't understand him. He is very godly, and that's what makes it so much more <clears throat> like invigorating and like impactful when the common man goes against him and shun him and use him and trick him and deceive him. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Voigt did nothing wrong. Changed my mind. Um, no, so I'll probably talk about Watchmen again when I finish it. But if you've been putting it off for whatever reason, this is my. Uh, official recommendation to give it a shot and we'll see if I uh, agree with myself in a week or two from now. And this is a TV show? This is a TV show. It's on HBO Max because Uh I'm paying for it. I might as well use it. You're still on that HBO Max train? I I I mean, I I had to keep the subscription to watch Airwig and the Witch and now that you you can't cancel mid-month and pay half of it, so you might as well. But I've got one other show for you Netflix people. Okay. Which I also didn't finish, but for a different reason. And that is the recently released... Oh, by the way, uh, real quick, if we're talking about IMDb scores, I just looked it up. Watchmen has a 8.1 on IMDb. Oh, before you transition, and I saw that, by the way, Mason, I looked it up. I found out why the other show has a bad score. Um, it's because they bring these like internet sleuths on and people are mad about it. They think they feel like they're giving... Too much credibility to like internet sleuths that aren't really real detectives, and that you know they can cause problems in investigations, and they they just feel like that. It seems like if you read the reviews, most of them mention the fact that the the show spends too much time talking to these internet people, that um, and they don't really think they ought to be. I guess I don't know. Okay. I don't well, know I mean, if it's only four episodes, I might give it a shot as well. So I thought. I mean, it didn't bother me much, you know, but. All right, what else you got? The other show, super quick, super brief, also just came out on Netflix, has an 8.6 on IMDb. fuck. And that is Headspace, Guide to Meditation. Oh, I see this. So Headspace, I believe, is is an app, a meditation app that kind of guides people through how to meditate and the benefits and boons of it. And this is a eight episode animated series done by the same guy um annie pudicombe who's a buddhist monk and former buddhist monk i think he's british and he kind of just sits down and just gently describes like why meditation has benefits how to do it and kind of guides the viewer through kind of how to meditate and kind of get into this practice and i've seen these ads like before youtube videos and it always seems kind of relaxing and when i saw it pop up on netflix i'm like "Ooh, i'll i'll give it a shot i so like 
a couple nights before bed this week, I'll get all cozy in bed and put this on and listen to it. And I just, I keep on falling asleep too quickly. <laughs> I want to meditate, but uh, so maybe I need to be a little more awake before doing it. But uh, so far, it's really relaxing. And if I ever get around to more of it, I'll let you know if it's good or not. But it's been uh, enjoyable for the, I don't know, 12 total minutes I've heard of it over like four viewing sessions. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. I'm not sure if I would, I'm not sure, I mean, do I? I wouldn't like actively watch it, be like, wow, I'm going to marathon the meditation series, but it could, be, it could be relaxing. Who knows? Hmm. Dude's name is Andy Pudicombe, which is just a great name. I mean, it is. But that's not <laughs> enough of a reason to watch it. I don't know what is. Yeah. can almost like watch it just for his, just for the guy's name, to be honest. Exactly. So yeah. if you're looking to relax, watch, uh headspace all right well not not to totally exclude caroline from the conversation okay well i didn't really do much uh this past week but uh some of you may know that i'm a a dj for you know a morning show so on the radio and i do talk about quite a few different things because i'm the only person there so i kind of have to talk to myself as (laughs) my profession so um I was just looking through like old time fads, like things that happened in the 20th century that honestly are really strange because I think we all think about uh, people doing stupid things for, you know, attention as a more of a 21st century thing. But nope, this has been a thing for a long time. People doing very strange and stupid things. Um, So I figured I might as well talk about them here because I didn't really have any other things to talk about. We should have started with this. Oh, no. It was just, yeah, I don't really have that many things to talk about. Just a few. Uh, First, I have flagpole sitting. Now, what do you think flagpole sitting is? Sitting under a flag? Climbing a flagpole and sitting on the top? You'd be correct. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it, It started in like 1924 by a guy named, wait for it, Alvin Shipwreck Kelly. His, his nickname is Shipwreck. Oh, well, that's better than his middle name being Shipwreck. No, it's not. That would have been awesome. His, sh- his middle name. I wish my middle name was Shipwreck. Fuck. Uh, yeah, so he just started. He did it on a dare, apparently. And um, it start, ca- start catching on as kind of like a publicity act, like a promotion for stores or restaurants or that kind of thing. Um, and you know, it, because spectators would come and watch him and then they'll go out and shop in the store nearby. Um, he eventually set a world, world record for 20, or sorry, a world record at 49 days with a crowd of 20,000 people watching. Um, and then apparently the stock mar- market crashed and that's what brought an end to the fad. But yeah, a lot of, it did catch <laughs> on. Like people did sit on flagpoles. What the that's some David Blaine shit. It honestly reminds me of, you know, when you go to a car salesman or something like that and they have those crazy like airmen, like those little uh, men that thing, that thing Wacky, that blows wavy, up. wavy, inflatable yes, airman or whatever man it's called. Thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of like that, I think, <laughs> to draw attention. Um, I mean, so there's that's, that. That's not too, I mean, people are doing it nowadays with the like the calisthenics, the flag the flagpole thing where like people hold on to a pole and like extend their body out to the side. 
that's like a workout thing, but uh, that's, well, I, I guess yeah, the fat is back. I don't know. What but, about, uh, wouldn't that hurt your booty, though? Sit on a flagpole? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, How do you get down? Basic- so I think That's they the actually do part. get help with about? getting up or getting down. I think they do get help in get actually getting there. And then they have this little, oh. uh, they have a little seat to sit on, but it's almost like a bar stool. So it's not really very comfortable, is it? Oh, um, so they're not literally just sitting on the top of the pole. No, they're not sitting, like, because I don't think that's possible. <laughs> but, oh, shit, I would do that. Would you, though? I think it would be very uncomfortable for, you know, your region. I think I'd be too scared to do it, probably, to be I honest. Think, like, <laughs> I think if you sat just below it and kind of, like, entwined your legs around the pole and kind of, like, leaned on the very top of it, that could work. And then when you're done, you just, like, fireman slide down. Seems very easy. Uh, you say that, but I say that, but I'm also in a cushy chair right now. So <laughs> what too. do I know? And my, and, yeah, my, me too. And it's really. And cool they're not just like getting up to the flagpole, sitting on it for like a minute, and then coming back down. They're out there for days, weeks, and I think somebody has been. I think somebody did this, and they lasted about a year or something on a flagpole. What? Some dude Al- just almost like, a year, like maybe like two hundred something days no. or something like that. Someone sat. No, on yeah. A crane operator just brings a McDonald's on the yeah, daily? People, yeah, the, the, he's delivered, like, you know, uh, hygienic wipes or something and food and, I don't know, something like that. And that's how they... D- does he continue. just drop bombs away deuces, like, off the side? <laughs> I was about to say, I didn't you even know, think of defecation. You know, there was a discussion on how they go to, be, uh, go to the bathroom, but I did not look it up. There's probably, like, a poop shoot, like, just, uh, like, construction Ew. places on skyscrapers. They have, like, the... <laughs> the shoot down the side for trash and garbage. They just, just attach that up. You're good to go. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> literally. Holy shit! Holy shit! Oh. Literally. Oh my god! <laughs> just keeps on coming. It's oh so no, good. we did it again. Oh, we did it again. Oh no, he did it again. He did it again. I'll leave that to you two to uh, look up and find out exactly how they did that. <laughs> uh. But yeah, that's one fad that happened. Um, here's another one that's equally disgusting. <laughs> Is uh swallowing goldfish? Oh no way! People used to swallow goldfish. Well, you gotta get you your think protein. you think Tide Pods was the start of things being stupid, but no, it was the goldfish. Yeah, Tide Pods are tasty, at least. <laughs> Don't say that. I think we could get <laughs> we could get sued. <laughs> I don't um, advocate eating Tide Pods. They're not healthy. They're just delicious. At the very least, get Tide Pod light. Jeez. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so this was a so swallowing goldfish was a fad in 1939 and into the 1940s because apparently this needed to last a few years. <laughs> um, it was very popular amongst what? college students, which is not a surprise. Yeah, when they're drunk, it's fucking A, at some frat party with like keg standing. Yeah, and like, and just like people just crowd around because they thought it was so strange. And I say that it's, it was started like it was very popular amongst college students, but it was all started by wouldn't you know it, a Harvard freshman. Woo! Of course, <laughs> that's our Ivy League. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so he swallowed a goldfish after his friends bet him ten dollars that he wouldn't. That's it. That's all it took was ten dollars. Seriously? See, that's what I thought what? too. But but it was 1939, and I looked it up. And how much do you think ten dollars would be worth in today's money? In what year? Twenty three dollars. 1939. Oh, ten dollars was probably like a hundred bucks. Oh, you're gonna go to go up. 
a lot um, a lot more. Uh, I'll just say it. It was over $180. Wow. Holy shit. <laughs> but I still think he could have gotten more. <laughs> <laughs> could have negotiated. Honestly, like who like and it's a live goldfish. Mm. So I mean, it's just how big was it? Well, it's a goldfish. Yeah, but goldfish can get really large, and then they can be little. I mean, I didn't see a specification on how large they were, so I'd imagine that they were, you know, your average, uh, I don't know, two-inch goldfish. Two, One-inch goldfish, sorry. All right, let's say, Mason, that this goldfish was, like, small enough to fit in the palm of your hand. Would you swallow this goldfish live for 200 bucks? <sighs> no. Even, even way I wouldn't do that. Bucks. <laughs> oh my. How much money would it have to be? Everybody has a price. I'd want gold. Oh. Gold for goldfish. Well, gold for goldfish. I think I might start off with a goldfish snack, actually. <laughs> it's the snack that smiles back. They're pretty fantastic. Goldfish. Um, for me, I don't think I would have a price. You know, <laughs> I, I don't think I could mentally do that. I mean, wow. even if it was dead, that would be... No, I don't... It wouldn't live very long once you swallowed it, I mean... Yeah, but just the thought of doing that is just so... I don't know if I could disgusting. even swallow something that big. You'd have to, like, chew it off. Ah, no, no. It's slippery. No, they got scales. They're rougher than you think. Oh, yeah, I do think I remember seeing, like, a quote saying, like, the worst part was getting it down the throat because of the scales. <laughs> Yeah, once oh it's God. in there, you just got to flop around in your stomach a bit, and then you sell it at work and just oh slice it up. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is, okay, people are like, oh, video games are so dangerous. Internet, oh, so dangerous. Before we had this, we were eating goldfish alive. So, you know what? I think, <laughs> I think after sitting on flagpoles, we've come a long way. Thank you, video games. I think the reality I mean, yeah. is that people have been doing dumb shit forever. I mean, did you hear about the second person that put Gorilla Glue on their face? No. Did you I heard hear about, about it for person? you, but I didn't hear about the first person. Oh, yeah. So the first person is this girl who, um, well, she wanted to, like, she had this, like, hair styling glue. Like, it was an actual product for your hair to make it stay, um, you know, as it is. It's like a very strong hairspray, I guess. Mm -hmm. She ran out of it, and she thought Gorilla Glue would be the best alternative, so she put that in her hair. In her hair? What? In her hair. How like, would, all over her head. How would she even, like, apply that? It was it was a spray, I think. A spray adhesive. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, the like, the entire internet went after her. Like, I agree. Like, she was incredibly stupid. But people are, like, getting, like, viciously angry at her and Why? i'm not viciously angry at her i'm viciously angry at the second person who saw her put the gorilla glue in her hair how she had to go to the hospital and go through like very awful um procedure to get this glue yeah. out of her head and he says that he did not believe her and that it was that bad so he decided to put gorilla glue onto a solo cup put it to his lip well so what and that's yeah, so then he went to the hospital to get it removed, and he says, oh, this is not the challenge you want to try. <laughs> <laughs> like, no freaking duh. <laughs> you, like, you could, I can see if somebody making a mistake, like, there's, like, I don't know if she purposely used Gorilla Glue, but either she did that or she mistook it for an actual hairstyling product. Uh, so either one of those two things. Either way, the first person to do it, I guess you can say, 
you know, blame ignorance, but he knew how bad it was. He knew what this girl had to go through. And you take like like healthcare professionals who are trying to deal with the international pandemic and you waste their time because you wanted to put Gorilla Glue on your lip. It's just so I, I that's what got me so angry and that's why I made that tweet. So what do you like <laughs> what do you like hold the like the cup on his lip for like a while so it to it to it like to it hardened there? I don't know if it took a while, but he at the very least put it to his lip and it's stuck there because it's Gorilla Glue. Because you know, like, like every time I use Gorilla Glue, I always get it on my fingers. Like always, it always happens, and th- and that shit just comes off on its own after a couple days. So I don't know. I think maybe it's because like the lips are also like a very sensitive you know area. Well, that's why I was asking because it's like if you were to hold the, the cup there for like an hour and like literally seal your lips to the plastic, then I don't know if you'd be able to remove it. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what fuck? exactly happened, but that's the gist of it. I just can't. I mean, I, I don't see why anybody should get angry at the girl for putting Gorilla Glue in her hair. I mean, she she seems dumb, but like, you know. At least she was doing worth, it for fashion. It's not worth getting angry over, though. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I you know, whatever. I don't see why. I don't understand why it would be emotional. I know. Maybe just like Vicious, like making fun of her and stuff. And like, yeah, I made fun of her quite a bit, too, on my radio show. But when you do something like that, it's kind of you you have to like laugh at it just a little bit, even if it is a serious situation with her trying to get surgically removed. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's like it just it's common sense. <laughs> well, she probably lost all her hair. That sucks. Yeah, she did. All right. What else you got? As if that wasn't enough. Excitement. Um, well, those two were probably the most interesting ones. I um, wrote down dance marathons because that's actually, in retrospect, it's actually quite dangerous. <laughs> what? Dance marathons. Like dancing too much? Yeah, like you know how people will have a, like a dance marathon to like raise money or something like that. And people have been, there have been times where people dance for weeks on end. I Wow, really? Yeah. Apparently the oh, longest wow. record is three weeks, but what? you know that's just based on my uh, you, limited do research. You, do you at least get to like stop and eat and like go to the bathroom for a few minutes? I think it depends on your dance marathon, but I think <laughs> some of them will give you like maybe a, a break at some point, but they'll lessen the breaks the longer it goes. How you- good of a dancer do you need to be to be considered still dancing? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently people would just like sway back and forth like and, and couples would try to support each other as they are so tired they can barely move. I'm surprised people don't get like cramps, you know, like from like they, they burn up all their, you know, micros or whatever and then they... It's an they- endurance thing. <laughs> yeah, three weeks, what the fuck? Like, don't they sleep? What? You can't go three weeks without sleeping. I don't know what the details are. That's just some, a general thing that I wanted to talk about for like thirty seconds on my show. So, wow. <laughs> um, is this related and, to like the the uh, disease Saturday Night Fever? Is that where it comes from? I don't know. I, no, it's a, it's a bad joke. Oh my god. Oh, I, I honestly don't. I didn't get it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, joke's on you. It wasn't funny. Yeah, I know. Now I look silly. <laughs> that one was that. That was a vicious joke right there. I may never. It was. That. Oh, yeah. Saturday Night Fever. Come on. John Travolta. Mm, getting down with it. No, so, uh, like I, a I've movie from the it. 70s where they do disco. <laughs> Moving on. Um, and the last thing I have is Pet Rocks, which is oh, honestly kind of crazy. Those are great. <laughs> because people actually bought rocks for the purpose of just yep. sitting on your desk. And you could just go outside and get a rock yourself. Yeah. 
like you could just buy a get a rock and from anywhere. <laughs> they're they're everywhere. They're everywhere, people. These were <laughs> pet rocks but TM they, registered trademark. What the fuck? But do they come with twenty page owner's manuals that will often have birth certificates no, and papers to affirm its pure breed lineage? Shut up. Yes, that's apparently what came with pet rocks in nineteen seventy five. What the fuck? And from my one source that I looked it up on, it was three dollars and ninety five cents for a rock that initially cost one penny to to get. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yep. I get you pet rock from the top of a fourteener if you want. Well, that was Christmas in nineteen seventy five. Maybe they didn't have fourteeners. How no, much did. would I have to pay you to swallow a live pet rock? Oh no, that's crossing the line, fish. <laughs> You've gone yeah, but, too but far. Pet rocks? That's like dog and cat territory. If it's a if it's a small, where do you draw the line? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> if it's a small rock, I'd probably swallow it for two hundred bucks. If it was little, how how little is little? You know, like small, like smaller than a because marble. it has to be small enough to actually swallow. I, I, well, I, I have to be able to pass it safely. I can't. I'm not gonna get my. I'm not gonna go. You know, to the hospital and get my uh, have it surgically removed from me. So it's, it's got to be small <laughs> enough to pass it naturally. So you know, I would say probably like you know, a pebble. Probably I'm not gonna eat a whole rock. Though a guy did eat a guy did eat an airplane once, piece by piece. So I would not pay you two hundred bucks to eat a pebble. It's not very entertaining, is it? No, but I mean, are you gonna cover the surgery if I have to have my stomach uh, opened up? I don't know. It was your choice. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it. Um, apparently, the oh, instruction man. manual also said, if when you remove the rock from its box, it appears to be excited, it, place it on some old newspapers. The rock will know what the paper is for and will require no further instruction. It will remain on the paper until you remove it. <laughs> it's a very smart rock. I guess that's why it costs $3.95. This is the that's 70s. a rock fact. <laughs> oh my god! And now, yeah, that's basically all I have. So, well, that was clearly the most entertaining part of the show. So I appreciate that. Oh, oh easily, we should have led with that. We should have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well, it's not really a hobby, is it? Oh, uh, laughing at people is my hobby. So, yeah, that counts. Okay. Yeah, you got to find humor in places, you know. So. I wish my hobby was finding the outro drop for the episodes. There it is. I changed the title of it. Guys, we love you. And happy Valentine's Day. Really. Happy V Day. You are all my Valentines. Oh, see? You're not alone on this day. You've you got Caroline. So, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week on Hobby Addicts. Thanks again, as always. And I hope you enjoyed. Bye. Bye, everyone. Have a good one. See you in the main episode.